Hello and welcome to the Tip of the Iceberg podcast. I'm Ashley Nickel with the Packer and PMG, and today we have with us three folks from Auburn University, Des Lane, head of the Department of Horticulture, Daniel Wells, Associate Professor of Horticulture, and Glenn Lockridge, Director of Campus Dining and Concessions. Thanks so much to all of you for joining us today, and we're excited to hear a little bit of of the background and this project that you guys are doing, how Auburn students are actually growing produce in shipping containers for campus dining. Really, really cool, uh, cool project that um, Des, you were just telling me started, uh, kind of grew out of, no pun intended, um, a partnership between the the College of Agriculture and campus dining. So tell me a little bit about uh, how that first came together. So since uh, Daniel and Glenn got that started, we'll let them go ahead and tell that initial story, how it then led up to where we are today. Well, I can tell my part. So I was uh, I was kind of knocking on doors at the College of Ag because I kept seeing, you know, things growing all around campus and thinking, how do we get some of that into our dining program? And fortunately, uh, we went on a road trip to go see a campus farm at another university. It was actually kind of funny that uh, I'm not going to I'm not going to name names, but they had a campus farm. And so I, I, I had uh, Daniel and uh, Dave Williams and we, we, we all trooped over there and, and we went in and we went in the greenhouse and they started asking questions. And as soon as I saw them start sticking their heads together, I, I knew something wasn't quite right. And so I just the, the farming operation was was not, let's say, what we would have done here. So that was one of the funny conversations on the way home was that, yeah, we can do that. We really caught a vision together and we can do it a lot better. And so that was that was the beginning. And then I'll let Daniel talk about aquaponics because he's kind of the one that brought that to, uh, to, to our attention. Well, yeah, so, uh, yeah, my side of the story is that I had just started. Uh, this is back in 2014, maybe uh, early 2015. Just started here at Auburn as an assistant professor and I was looking for opportunities and Glenn came knocking and I think I might have been the first one to say yes. Yeah, so um, I was, you know, I kind of saw an opportunity to do something that was unique for training purposes for students and then to maybe build some momentum to get research funding. I mean, that was kind of my motivation. Uh, and so the aquaponics thing grew out of that. We already had a small little aquaponics operation. I thought, well, why don't we partner with Campus Dining? They were excited about doing that. It allowed us uh, as an aquaponics group to run at a higher level than we normally would, uh, which helped us get funding. Uh, and it worked out better than I thought it would, actually. And it's been a really good partnership now for five or six years. So we're super excited about it. So we started off with cucumbers. I, I have to say it was it was pretty funny. So the first crop we planted was cucumbers. And uh, about 2,500 pounds of cucumbers later, our chef was saying, if you can grow anything but a cucumber, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, uh, they told us that they, could, they would take everything that we could produce. And so we planted an entire greenhouse uh, with, um, you know, beta alpha or mini cucumbers. And like, like Glenn said, um, uh, on one trip, I, I, I brought a, a bin of cucumbers to the chef. And he looked at me and he said, please tell me that's not cucumbers. And I was like, sorry, that's what we got. So we, we, we've diversified since then, but we're still growing cucumbers. That is awesome. So what all different commodities are, are you guys growing now? What does kind of the, the supply chain look like to get it into campus dining? How do you work it into the, the menu offerings on seasonality? What's that look like? 
So part of why we were, we were so excited about having a system like this was that we could have it year round. I mean, unfortunately, the most of the production from our local farms ends in September, October. And so that's right when we were really getting uh, cranked up on campus. So having uh, the shelter production really allowed us to have uh, products throughout the, the year. And so that was kind of one of the big draws for us initially. And so I'll let you speak to the, all the things that we're growing. Well, yeah. So we started in greenhouses, like we were talking about in our aquaponics program. And now, of course, we moved to vertical farms. But in our greenhouses, uh, we grow the, the, the standard four major crops that you would grow as far as vegetables, tomatoes, cucumbers, peppers, and lettuces. And of course, we have some herbs and, and, and other things as well that we've tried. We've even done eggplant. We've done different things, but those are our mo most successful for sure. And, and then the other part is the fish. So you, oh, right, right, why don't right. you tell them a little bit about that part too? Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I know we weren't going to talk about aquaponics a lot, but we, just really briefly, uh, we, we, we cultivate tilapia in one greenhouse. So we, we have an aquaculture operation. We take all the effluent from that operation and we remove solids and then we take the liquid waste product, move it to our plant greenhouses and fertilize and irrigate our plants with, with that effluent. So it's a, it's a really nice, uh, kind of closed loop system, if you will. We get multiple uses of water and nutrients. And then, of course, we sell our, our fish. We move our fish product and our vegetables to campus dining. So uh, the, the students get to eat fresh fish that was never frozen and, and fresh vegetables. So I have a background in seafood. So that was one of the things that I knew we were never going to get anybody to start eating fish on campus if we were doing it with frozen fish. So we, we really felt like the tilapia could help us with that. And it really has been a a good product for us. We're excited about, um, you know, aquaponics is, is got some opportunity to expand and maybe do some other fish as well. So we're, we're excited about that part as well. Wow, that's amazing. So how, how much of the, the um, you know, the, the need from campus dining have, has what you all are, have been producing right there on campus been able to meet? Like what, what kind of a contribution is it? Well, we do 24,000 transactions a day. Um, so we're, 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 quite large food system to say the least. So it's, it's not meeting all of our needs. We are able to focus on some specific venues, uh, usually on salad bars, things like that. Um, we've actually, commissary has been really successful for us as well. So like when we make sandwiches for campus and convenience stores or things like that, or maybe for catering, uh, we're able to use a lot of the products there as well. Oh, very neat. And I'm, I'm curious too, how both aquaponics and, and vertical farming how does that kind of fit into the spectrum of the broader, you know, uh, Department of, of Horticulture and the, the College of Agriculture overall? So, Daniel, if you don't mind, maybe I'll get started on that part. Sure. Um, <clears throat> so we're keen to get our students introduced to all manner of uh, food production, uh, but we also want them to know about state of the art. And so the, the vertical farming hydroponic area is, is state of the art. And uh, through our partnership with Campus Dining, we've been able to secure two of these vertical farms that are actually up and running right now. And we have a team of five students that are working out there every day. And uh, one of them is a graduate, it's Daniel's graduate student, and he's sort of supervising this undergraduate crew. Uh, but they're working all summer. Uh, they'll be harvesting their first crop in just a few weeks. And we're envisioning that they will be, that we'll have students working out there year round and harvesting basically 52 weeks of the year. 
So it's uh, it's pretty exciting. And, and actually, I learned about this uh, vertical farming with the freight farms uh, containers about two years ago from a colleague of mine who's a professor at University of Tennessee. And they had just got one. And I was up there for a meeting and I, and I contacted him. And he said, hey, Des, you got to come over and check out this cool vertical farm that we've got. And I'm like, vertical what? <laughs> and I went and I walked inside and I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is this is totally cool. Our students will be blown away by this. And, um, you know, you can control the whole thing basically from an app on a smartphone. And so, you know, we already had this partnership with Campus Dining and and, and we were looking at developing a site on campus that's going to be a 16 acre transformation garden. And so Glenn was one of our partners in envisioning that whole site. And we're going to have not only outdoor production, but high tunnels, greenhouses. And I, and I talked with Glenn and I said, you know what, if we want to get a jump start on this, why don't we consider a couple of these vertical farms and we can get production into, into the food system at the university really fast. And so we started talking about that. And eventually he said, you know what, let's do it. And then we, I can't remember the order of everything, but I think we placed an order and then COVID happened. <laughs> anyway, things got delayed uh, substantially, but we watched them get delivered. We have a really cool time lapse of them lifting these containers over the trees and setting them down on the site. And they're plugged in and they're going and uh, we're just moving forward. So I think Daniel should address the, the instructional piece because Daniel is the one who teaches our students the this kind of technology so he could talk about that for a second yeah well you know i mentioned before that our initial partnership i was kind of focused on research well in this freight farm situation uh it actually lends itself really well to teaching so our undergraduate students are actually getting hands-on experience you know we kind of handpicked four students to do this and, and, and a fifth one is one of my grad students but they're getting an incredible uh, experience. And a couple of them are actually planning on doing this for a career, which is sort of why we've given them this opportunity. But uh, hopefully we can expand our offering of classes. And it's a great way to teach actually basic horticultural plant physiology. I mean, what do plants actually need, the specifics? You know, they need light. They need particular types of light, red and blue, as it turns out, uh, space, you know, water, nutrients, uh, controlled environments, et cetera, or, or the proper temperature. And I had a, I have some research interest in, in this as well. I have a, a, a project with Southern Company, our power provider, Alabama Power. They're interested in these technologies. Uh, there's, so there's lots of, of interesting reasons why we wanted to continue this. And, and another thing it does is it offers us uh, a lot of predictability. Um, and it takes seasonality completely out of the equation. So we're, we're the same in that container 365 days a year. Greenhouses help with seasonality, but they're, they're still seasonal. And so this kind of flattens out our production. And I, I think, and I'll let Glenn uh, speak to this, but I think that's going to be probably better uh, for our central dining uh, facility and that we can predict way down the line exactly what we'll have to offer. And we can help with menu, um, you know, preparation. I've already been talking to the executive chef way out into October about what they're going to offer. So yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think that for us, um, getting to expose the, the the student who's, you know, in engineering or communications or some other major that would never really maybe, you know, intersect with 
the College of Agriculture, I, I think is important because those engineering students might be the, the innovator that comes up with something um, like a freight farm or, or the next level of that. I think it's also for myself, I, I, I was, I'm a graduate of Auburn and I, I, I honestly, I knew we had an ag program, but I didn't have a whole lot of interaction with it. And I feel like it's great when you have that cross-pollination and when, when students can be aware of where their food comes from why it's important for them to have local sources and what, you know, the, the, the real difference it makes in the taste and in the quality. Um, I think it's important from a food security, not just for food security as, it, as in like we have enough food, but like we have safe food. Um, these types of sources are, are, are much more um, like Daniel said, they're predictable and they're, and they're sheltered. So we have a lot, you know, a lot more safety around them. Um, for us, we really want to demonstrate what a food system could look like in a, in a more perfect world, uh, a more sustainable food system. One, um, you know, one of the things that we really love is that we also have on, on campus a place where we're taking food that's unserved in our dining halls, and then we're repurposing that and, and then serving it in our local community. We have a, 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 a group that's called Campus Kitchens who actually collected 50,000 pounds of food the year before COVID and served 53,000 meals in our community. And we have consistently had opportunities to give back to our community with this fresh produce as well. So the East Alabama Food Bank has, has, has benefited as well as Campus Kitchens and our own Campus Food Pantry. So this has been a great way to kind of show this perfect circle. And part of our uh, plans for um, probably the next investment for uh, Campus Dining will be in a composting system for the uh, transformation garden where we could kind of round it out, right? So this, this food is a resource. If we can still serve it, it needs to go to somebody who's hungry. If it's, if it's food waste, we can use it for compost and we can grow more food with it. Very neat. And how have you all been communicating uh, the, this whole project, but especially, you know, in campus dining, like two students, hey, like this is grown right here on campus. Well, what have kind of the communication efforts and, and marketing around that look like for you guys? So we have our own brand. Um, we've had it for a little while now since we started our partnership with, uh, and it's called Auburn Foods. And we've really had great, um, and oh, wow, we got the cool the lab coats. So I don't know if that's going to show up. Let's see. Auburn is. Foods. There it is. <laughs> really cool. So this is our brand. So we have logos. So when you, you will see it, uh, we have a huge screen that right when you walk in the dining hall and we're going to have what's fresh today right there. So what we've been picking, uh, you know, and things like that so that we can kind of feature that we've even talked about maybe having a webcam so they can watch what's happening in the freight farm. So we really do want to connect students to their food and we want to do it in a variety of ways. And what's been kind of the response that you guys have seen both from, you know, students who are, who are involved in the growing and then also students just broadly seeing like, wow, we're actually, we're, we're getting the freshest stuff you can get from right here. Well, to well, use, to use uh, some student vernacular, one of our students, his, his favorite thing to say is he's totally stoked. <laughs> 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 they are, they are so excited. I mean, uh, I'll, I'll let somebody else answer, but it's, it's really fun. It's well, really can, fun to see. Yeah. I can speak to the students that are actually, you know, involved with the project. Um, I think, I think it's a unique opportunity. I mean, there's nothing else, uh, certainly on campus, that combines different technologies and allows them to be part of the food system. Uh, 
And we've talked to them a lot about that, about how, how unique this is, how important it is, and how this is going to give them great experience. You know, and it's, and it's not just learning how to grow the plants, but also kind of seeing how a business operates. I mean, they are thinking ahead and we've looked at prices and we've looked at how we're going to get the product from here to there. So there's some supply chain stuff. I mean, even though it's a small supply chain, they're definitely moving parts. And so I think it's an invaluable experience. I mean, I, you know, speaking personally, if I could have done that when mm. as grad, I would have taken the opportunity for sure. So I think they've been excited. And as far as the perception on, or, you know, the reception on campus, uh, I guess I would let Glenn talk, talk, talk to that, but I, I hope it's been good. <laughs> it's been, it's been really good. I mean, I think that the story is, is very compelling. Students love to hear uh, a good story about where their food comes from. Uh, we've been able to partner in, in a variety of ways. We actually get hamburger from on campus as well. And so that Auburn Foods um, begins to really have more and more of a value. Um, you know, obviously we are a brand loyal bunch. Uh, Auburn folks, if you put an Auburn sticker on it, it's instantly more valuable to us. So it's really, you know, I mean, to think about that, that other students are getting uh, a experience um, doing their, their future careers. And then the other students, they get to bring that product to other students who get to experience it is really special. And, and we definitely are so grateful to the College of Agriculture for being such good partners. And this is, this is a lot of work. I mean, I have to, I have to say Daniel has just done, uh, gone over and above for years making this thing work. It's a lot of extra work on his part. And uh, for, for us, we've just been the beneficiaries for sure. Well, it's definitely mutually beneficial. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, for sure, because uh, the freight farms wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the investment of campus dining. So we don't want to leave that out of the story. Sure. Um, they, they made that possible for us, and, and it's a great partnership. And I will say that one, one area we're looking to expand in the future is to connect with our culinary sciences program. So we have a brand-new state-of-the-art building that's going to be finished a year from now, that's going to be for our culinary program. And there are going to be students being trained there in all manner of hospitality and culinary sciences. And we'll be engaging with them as well. And uh, these students that are taking the food that's, that's coming out of the field or out of the greenhouse or the vertical farm and figuring out a way to put it on a plate in a restaurant, you know, in a, in a maybe even a high-end restaurant. Sure. And uh, so we're excited about those evolving partnerships that are, that we're, we're talking with them right now. So one of our most exciting products that we're, uh, that we have wasabi arugula. Oh. And, and so we've already theorized we can make a, a, a pesto out of that and put it on sushi cones. So that's good. We, uh, we are, we're already excited about some of the fun things that we can do with the products that are being produced. That's excellent. And what, what do you guys foresee? What, what's kind of the outlook as you continue to, to scale? Because Daniel, I know you said it'd be great to, you know, be able to involve even more students in this. You can kind of, you know, extrapolate and imagine like, well, shoot, what if, you know, this gets big enough and you could even sell it in, you know, local grocery stores or something down the line, you know, years down the line or something. What, what, what do you kind of envision along those lines? That's that's a good question. So uh, I've already had to pump the brakes with the students a little bit about this. So they, you know, they start seeing all these heads of lettuce and they're saying, I'm going to go talk to this restaurant, and this restaurant. And I say, well, guys, we have a part, we have a partnership already. We have a landing place for this. You know, we're going to make our partners uh, happy first and then we can think about that. But it does get the 
the the wheels turning a little bit, right? They start thinking entrepreneurially, and I, and I and I want that to happen. So um, we we want to see this expand. I don't know that we want uh, ten more of these or anything, but I, I think that there's certainly opportunities from a teaching perspective, teaching program. You know, we want to be able to bring more students. Uh, and, and these shipping containers are small, so we, we are limited in the number. I mean, I have a tour lined up that's going to be 50 people. Well, I don't know how I'm going to get 50 people. It's going to take a while, right, to, to, to let them see it. But um, with our greenhouse uh, program, we can, we're already, you know, training more students. And, and we've been focused more on graduate students, but hopefully we can expand our undergraduate opportunities there as well. And I think the campus dining um, partnership is key to that for sure. One yep. other thing I would say, oh, sorry. Um, go ahead, go ahead, Glenn. One other thing I would say is, um, as you know, we are a state entity, and and competing in the marketplace with with other farmers is not necessarily something we would ever want to do. But we do have a local school system, and so that is a, a, another potential partner. If we got to such a, a you know, now they we've got a long way to go before yeah. we satisfy our own demand. But I think you know something like that where we could get exposed local school kids to some of these vegetables. I'd love to just have a program where maybe we just do a day and go out and let them experience some of the products that we're growing and to try some things that maybe they've never tasted before. So uh, I definitely see that as part of the future. Well, and, and I, I failed to mention that too. Thank you, Glenn, because I, I tell the students, we, you know, we want to help our farmers we don't want to compete with them unfairly. Yes. Uh, and, and so one of the things that we're doing is that we work, I, I kind of know what, what the local farmers are doing in the same area. And we try not to grow what they grow. So uh, we were talking to the executive chef um, just a couple of days ago. And I asked him, you know, when he said, this is what we want. I said, well, are you getting that from anywhere else? And he's this local. And he said, no. And so I say, okay, then we can do that. So we certainly don't want to compete this. It would be an unfair advantage on our part. Yeah. That makes sense. And as far as the, the students you all are working with, what kind of majors do you see, you know, gravitating toward this uh, and, and what, what do they want to do, you know, when they graduate? Well, so I, I've been teaching a, a course, an undergraduate course uh, called hydroponics uh, since 2016. And I created it at the uh, kind of sophomore level. And I did that because I didn't want it to be a horticulture only class. I wanted to, to broaden the scope. And, and, and certainly, I mean, I've had political science and English majors and people from all over campus. But I think right now, the students that are working in the, in the container farms, we have um, two horticulture majors. One, I think might be a double major. And then one is in what's called Batman, biological agricultural technology management, uh, which is a new, um, offering in the biosystems engineering department. So there's definitely, um, you know, a multidisciplinary, uh, focus here. And, and hopefully that can expand because there's certainly technologies that are outside the scope of, of horticulture. Um, and so we hope we can bring more of those students in. That is very neat. Gosh, I've got my wheels turning here. We have um, the Produce Industries, Produce Marketing Association has a program called the Center for Growing Talent. As you'd imagine, it's all about recruiting, you know, young folks into the, the produce industry. And 
we see, of course, indoor growing is just a huge growth area, all kinds of venture capital going in. You know, you guys are aware of all this stuff, but uh, that's really exciting to, to hear about a program that's introducing kids to that, um, you know, exposing even even the students who, who aren't in the program through campus dining. That's just a very neat uh, a very neat endeavor and we'll be excited to, to keep an eye on it and see how it grows for you guys. So uh, really appreciate all, all three of you taking the time to, to walk us through that today. Very neat, uh, neat stuff going on. And I'll, I'll ask you real quick, anything you think we've missed or anything else you wanted to add before we wrap it up? Well, we'd love for you to come and see it. Oh, I'd <laughs> love to come and see it too. I tell you what. <laughs> Just, just give my boss a call and, and <laughs> working in the budget. You know, that's all. Well, we, we could even we could even take you on a virtual tour because Daniel could do FaceTime on his on his iPhone or something like that. There you go. <laughs> I have to line that up. That's pretty cool. Yeah, hey, we'll even throw in a free lunch. So <laughs> <laughs> just have to ship it to Kansas City. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess the one thing I just want to. Uh, again, emphasizes that we, you know, we want our students to get hands-on learning opportunities. We can teach some stuff in the classroom, and we do that all the time. But for a lot of students, the learning really happens when they put their hands to it, or they touch it, or they taste it, or they're, you know, either in the field or in the greenhouse, or let's say in a vertical farm. And some students really, you know, that that's where the connection is made, where ultimately the passion for this field really starts to develop. And we want to help, we want to connect those students with the reality of what it is like to grow food. And so it's, it, it's exciting. Excellent. Well, guys, we'll, we'll wrap it up there for today. Again, thank you so much for taking the time. Really appreciate it. And we thank everyone for listening and we'll see everybody next time on the tip of the iceberg podcast.